dog, and now it's play calling gate, which is just uh, yeah. it's just it's really to me. I, I believe ultimately in the NFL, when you're losing football games, there's enough blame to go around. When you're winning football games. Nobody gives a you-know-what who's calling the plays. They don't. And, and again, at this point, whether it's Doug, whether it's X, Y, and Z, they're still not executing. No, and that's the big thing. I think it's funny because people want to criticize Doug Peterson's play calling. I say all the time it's execution, it's not play calling. And, and this is a perfect example because Doug can't call plays. Nobody knows Press Taylor is calling plays at certain points. Nobody knows Rich Scangarello is calling plays at certain points until this week. Now they know it. So is it still Doug if he's not calling the plays? No, it's about getting these players prepared and executing these plays that are being called. I, I think that's the issue, and that continues to be the issue, and that will continue to be the issue. But, you know, something you brought up, I, I – it it just rings true to me, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And look, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, no doubt. of all time. And I argue that when he's playing well, nobody has ever played the position at a higher level. Nobody. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm saying when he's playing his best, nobody makes it look e- easier. Nobody has done it better. And you bring out playmakers. Even he was complaining about playmakers before the season right, started. Right. He, d- he did not like Jordan Love being drafted in the first round. However, he's responded. Yeah, you get to the season, and guess what? Robert Tunyon, I guarantee you, nobody in Philadelphia knows who the heck he is, but they're going to know it on Sunday when he scores again. He makes him a playmaker. That's a tight end from Indiana State that was undrafted, yep. that has seven touchdowns yep. Yep. and is constantly beating people. And a lot of it has to do with double coverage on Devontae Adams. Point is, this happens every year with the Green Bay Packers. Every year, some wide receiver comes out of nowhere, some tight end, some running he back. He did it years ago with James Jones. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time he does it. And... We're talking about Carson Wentz, and we're talking about the injuries, yep. the bad receivers. Yep. You've got to elevate players. Aaron Rodgers, 33 touchdowns, four picks this year. He's only been sacked 11 times. Uh, um, just uh, startling stats. But I want to go back to the play calling for a moment with you um, because – the, the the one thing that has struck me is you you go over you look at some of these teams over the last fifteen twenty years, even years ago with Coughlin and Eli and was it Gilbride was it Coughlin you know Belichick was he calling plays does he watch what's going on he's always in the defensive huddle Rex Ryan was doing it years and years ago with Thurman you know uh, maybe I'll take over the plays third down Harbaugh was doing it years ago in San Francisco at the time and I'll, I'll give you another one and, and I'm sure you'll chuckle with this. Watching the next several weeks now, after the NFL season ends, after we're past Super Bowl in the offseason, the enemy is going to be the hottest name out there, is he not? Yeah. Because of what he's doing in Kansas City. Who was Eric Bieniemy before he was Bieniemy in Kansas City? He was a running backs coach for years. Right. And... But, 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 yeah, and, and Matt Reed. Nagy is what I'm saying. Matt, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. All of them. Right, Rich, right. Uh, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, Eric Bieniemy. None of them called plays, and he's a play caller, but he would occasionally 
give him a half. He would occasionally give him a quarter. And that's, you know, one of the things about Andy Reid, and I know Andy well enough, he takes pride in his guys raising and becoming head coaches. So he likes, that's part of the job he likes. He likes to prepare guys to become head successful head coaches in this league. That's why he does it that way. But make no mistake, Andy Reid is the play caller in Kansas City. He always has been. He always will be. Well, that's what I was. That's what I wanted to ask you because are we are we going to learn that it was Andy, it was Bienemy, or or was it the players? Hill, oh, it's Mahomes. the players. It's always the players, right? So my point is, ultimately, we can hem and haw for the past week and wax poetic about who's calling the plays, who's not calling the plays with the Philadelphia Eagles. At the end of the day, it's 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 talent. It's abs- it's talent. Now, we can argue the quarterback needs to rise to the occasion, and this is something else I want to ask you this morning. Uh, you know, they just, they're void of talent. They don't have the talent. Now, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I hate going, you know, a couple different directions, but you're getting me fired up with this. <laughs> Aaron Ro- and I said this on my show during the week on Back Your Play. Aaron Rodgers has now decided, I don't like this kid being drafted. So he stepped up his game. I want to go back a couple years ago, and I made this point. I made this point with Costco coming on. I made this point with Rothstein and a couple other guests. If you remember years ago when they drafted Carson Wentz and they had Sam Bradford, to paraphrase, didn't Doug basically go up to Bradford, didn't put his arm around him and said, but look, if you do what you're supposed to do, you don't have to worry about looking over your back. Yeah, he did. Okay. How come the same thing doesn't apply with Carson Wentz? Because he's so sensitive, uh, because it affects him. And there are different personalities, and that's part of being a head coach, by the way. You know, one of the reasons when everybody was calling Doug Peterson, and I'll toot my own horn here, uh, the worst coach imaginable, everybody was going to Mike Lombardi during that first year and saying, this guy's not prepared to be in a head coach, talking about him entering year two like he's going to be fired. I said, I think this guy's going to be a good head coach in this league. The reason I said that, Rich, is because of what you just said. Because of how he handled Sam Bradford when after Carson Wentz was drafted, Sam was not happy. Sam didn't show up for, for off-season work, uh, and, and and Doug brought him in and did exactly what you said. He said, look, you know, obviously long-term, when you take somebody number two, he's going to be the, the, the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. But you have an opportunity here to play and to play well, and obviously – get another job and ultimately it happened quicker than than anybody thought possible because of the Teddy Bridgewater injury in Minnesota and the Eagles spun that off brilliantly but you know Sam was going to be the starting quarterback if that injury didn't happen he was and and if he played well which he played well in Minnesota that season people kind of forget that uh, he would have been the starting quarterback for the entire season I thought Doug handled it beautifully. This time around, I I don't think the same. But I I see this situation, and we started talking about this last week, Rich. You can see he's he's being told to do certain things. He is being told to do certain things by the owner uh, specifically. And I wrote about this in phillyvoice.com. And it's time to start looking at – forget about Doug Peterson. Forget about Howie Roseman. Look at the owner. It's time to start. He's not the gold standard. Yeah, the gold standard himself. He's not Jerry Jones. He doesn't do it overtly. He's not George Steinbrenner in his prime, uh, all bustling 
But man, he is becoming a meddling. Why, why is owner. that? Why is it? Because he's forgotten. You know, I always argue the 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 most thing, the thing that smart people always figure out very quickly is they know what they don't know. In other words, if they're not experts in something, they'll get they get somebody who's an expert at that particular thing to help their company. Uh, Jerry, Jeffrey Lurie seemed to know that at one point. He certainly knew it when Andy Reid was here. Now I look back and say, man, you went through almost 15 years of Andy Reid. You made this giant mistake with Chip Kelly. You corrected course. It looks like he hasn't learned from that at all. He's obsessed with being innovative. He's obsessed with being ahead of a curve. You just said it's personnel. It is personnel. He doesn't think so. He thinks you can rig the game with analytics and, and and innovative offensive minds like Chip Kelly and, and Lincoln Riley. You, wait, you're going to hear that name if they move on from from Doug Peterson. It's a, it's a, it's a hot name out there. I mean, there's several names that you can, you can kind of fill in the blank. But I think what happens is when you start to have an owner, I don't want to say that sells out in that regard or they start to follow along not to get along, but they start to follow them because it's the sexy new hot thing. Then you become franchises that you had your moment, and then for the next 10 years, you're the Jets, the Giants when exactly. they've gone through. You're the Cincinnati before the Burroughs. You're Jacksonville. You're just you're what the Eagles were when they had horrible, horrible runs. I mean, they had spots. You know, even under Buddy. They never won playoff games. They were good. But then they had the lows, the co-tight. Then they went back. They had the lows. The first couple of years with Andy Reid, they had the lows. It, it just happens in sports. But I'll ask you, Rich, what the heck was innovative about Chip Kelly? I, I, no, I, I said this. I got hammered at the time, and, and I'll take it until my last dying breath. Yeah. I said Chip Kelly wasn't going to last no. five years you in know the NFL. Because he was a one-trick pony. That's His it. innovation was tempo. And then you dress it up for the for the owner, and you say, okay, wear this sleep monitor. You got this smoothies over here. Because guess what, Rich? And this is what I said. You can't say, hey, you know what? Taking care of your body and nutrition is probably pretty important. Because you know what? If you say that, the response will be, well, duh, genius. What else do you got? But if you dress it up... And you say, oh, let me check your urine for the color. Oh, it was horrible. You fool. You sell the snake oil oh, that's to what the he was. fool. That's what he was. And he hasn't learned one thing from that. No. Jeffrey Lord. No. I, you know, I think, the and, and going back before we hit the break, I thought about this driving in. The worst thing to happen, as crazy as it sounds, for the Philadelphia Eagles was to win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Uh, <laughs> because that franchise quarterback, or we believe franchise quarterback, will never, ever be able to overcome that obstacle and hurdle unless unless he wins one with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, and also people expect uh, the, the, the greatness no matter what. So, you know, they think, oh, we did it with a backup quarterback once. We should be able to do it again. We should be able to do it with backup players. Guess what? That's lightning striking. It doesn't strike twice. No. Uh, you need the personnel, and, and that's you know that's what this is all about. And and until you get the personnel, it doesn't matter who the head coach is. 
Uh, what do we got going on this? We're going to get more into that. Obviously, I think play calling is something that's going to be the theme of this show because of what on what went on this week. We're going to have our buddy Martin Frank from DelawareOnline.com to talk about it. More exp- extending the play on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. South Jersey, we're just getting started. Stay tuned. Sports better looking to make some extra cash this holiday season? PropSwap is your answer. Betters all over the country are using PropSwap to profit on their sports betting skills. Last month, Dave from New Jersey made $12,000 on PropSwap simply by buying and selling tickets. PropSwap makes it easy to sell your bets to one of their thousands of buyers across the country. Go to PropSwap.com. That's P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com. Or download the PropSwap app to get started. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call, 215-464-9900, or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. 
Put some fire into your dinner plans this week and try one of the traditional and or gourmet pizzas at Boca Coal-Fired Bistro in Margate. You'll be so glad you did. And for sports fans on game day, enjoy Boca's football menu that includes the one and only football fries. Find your way to Boca in Margate, where good people meet new friends. Boca Fired Bistro in Margate, the official game day destination of The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Heard weeknights at 10 on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help kids in need stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats' Facebook page. Happy Holidays. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Welcome back, South Jersey. Saturday morning, extending the play. Good lead-in today uh, with uh, JBL, the Philly godfather and the coach. I love it. Jacob Media uh, and and Philly godfather, obviously. is one of the best sports betting experts in the country. JBL, a better promo than even me, Rich Q. One of the great world wrestling entertainment promos of all time. Uh, but we want to talk about the Eagles, obviously, and the Green Bay Packers here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. To do that, we bring in our friend Martin Frank back on the program, DelawareOnline.com. And, you know, I, Martin, even I heard you you Delaware people are close. So I'm thinking there's a rumor that Joe Biden might have you up for a cabinet position. Can we confirm that? Uh, I would be his offensive coordinator if that were the case. You you can call oh, wait, players. Oh, sport. And that's a good segue, Martin, because uh, I, I think before we even get to the game, we have to talk about uh, play calling gate, uh, what went on this week, the <laughs> Jeff McClain kind of uh, unveiling behind the curtain that Press Taylor has been uh, at least calling some of the plays last week uh, for a very short period, according to Doug. But more, even more than that, Rich Gangarello been to, doing the two-minute stuff all season. What do you make yeah. of this? How do you unpack this? Well, I unpack it as in, you know, nothing seems to be working, and I think Doug is just trying trying anything he can to kind of get the offense going. Um, I saw, like, an NFL Network report this morning that um, Press actually called the plays for the entire second half in Seattle. And, you know, other than, you know, the first drive of the second half when they got a field goal and, you know, the garbage time touchdown, I mean, that game seemed to go very well either. So um, I think he's just throwing whatever he can against the wall and seeing what sticks, you know. If, if it means, you know, trying press again this week, you know, for a longer period of time and Scandrello in the two minute two minute situations, then, you know, he's gonna try it. I mean, he's gotta do something to get the offense going and especially against a team like Green Bay because, you know, they already have the top offense in the NFL. I mean, they're scoring over thirty one points a game and the Eagles haven't even scored 30 in any game. So, yeah, he's got to try whatever he can to get this thing rolling. 
Yeah, and I think people kind of forget, Martin, if you look at Andy Reid, and obviously that's who uh, Doug yeah. learned under. I mean, Andy does this all the time. He'll give – he did it with Doug. He did it with Matt exactly. Nagy. He does it with Eric Bieniemy. He's the play caller, but at times uh, he will give other guys an opportunity for a couple reasons. He likes to uh, – he, he kind of takes pride in, in developing coaches, but also – uh, to change things up a little bit from a feel perspective. And uh, Doug seems to be taking a page out of Andy's book. Now, the bigger concern to me, though, is the Scangarello part. And I'll tell you why. And this is what I tried to ask uh, Doug yesterday, Martin, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I, I wanted to know if he's ever done it before uh, in his time with the Eagles because obviously we all know he had tremendous respect for Frank Reich. And a lot of people don't know how much he liked Mike Groh as well. And he wouldn't answer that question. So am I, am I putting too much into the fact that perhaps he was told uh, to let Scangarello handle the two-minute stuff? Because that's been going on all year. Well, you know, that's, that's interesting because that was something I was – I was wondering, um, you know, when we were having the conference call with, with Doug yesterday, um, you know, a lot of people were asking him the situation, like, you know, when did you, when did you decide to do this and everything? And I kept thinking to myself, well, did someone tell him to do it? You know, like, is that something that came from, uh, you know, up above, like, Hey, maybe, you know, step back and let somebody else call the plays. But, you know, then again, like you mentioned the fact that when Doug was in Kansas City, you know, Andy let him call plays, in, you know, that last season, I think it was the 2015 season. But if you look at that season, the Chiefs started out like one in five, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a similar situation to what's going on now. I mean, you know, people were like up in arms, what's going on? You know, as Andy lost his touch and, and then he decided to start, letting Doug call plays in the second half that year. And not only did they turn their season around, but, I mean, it probably enabled Doug to get a head coaching job because, you know, now he can say, hey, look, you know, I know how to call plays and everything. This is what I did. You know, this is what the Chiefs did and everything. Um, So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's both. You know, maybe it's a situation where somebody somebody up above said, hey, Doug, you know, maybe you need to let somebody else try calling plays, get things going. You know, maybe Doug's like, well, yeah, might as well. I mean, nothing else seems to be working. That's true. And we're talking with Martin Frank from the Wilmington News Journal, DelawareOnline.com, here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Uh, but, you know, Martin, you you bring up the point that, look, Press was doing it, nobody knew he was doing it, and it wasn't successful, just like Doug wasn't successful before. Uh, to me, that's a pretty – uh, a pretty good point saying that pointing towards the fact that personnel is probably the issue. Uh, and if that's the case, is it a good thing for the owner or the GM to get involved if they don't understand that point? And I granted there's a lot of caveats there because we don't know Jeffrey Lurie ordered him to give up play calling. But I mean, I got to be honest, Martin. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now, and that yeah. to me is not a good thing. Yeah, I don't know if 
Like, I don't know if it would be an order as much as, you know, maybe Jeffrey or somebody saying, hey, Doug, why don't you, you know, let's think about this. Uh, what, would, it, would it help if we, if we tried this? Would it help if we tried that? I don't think Jeffrey is as much of a, you know, it has to be done this way, you know, do it now as much as a collaborative type of guy, like, you know, maybe he's meeting with Doug and maybe he's meeting with Howie and, you know, some of the other front office people and they're like, you know, how can we fix, you know, maybe we should try this, maybe we should try that. I think that's more of Jeffrey's management style than just, you know, making these orders, like, we have to do this, you have to do this. You know what I'm saying? I agree on the style points, Martin. Uh, I agree, but I think he's more stealth. In other words, he's not Jerry Jones. He's not certainly not George Steinbrenner, uh, bustling right. in down doors and, and ordering. Uh, but I do think he's getting a little stealthy with this stuff, whether it's forcing uh, Doug to fire Mike Rowe, whether it's uh, forcing yep. him to bring in new ideas on the coaching staff, doing things that a Super Bowl-winning coach, and I feel I have to point this out, Martin, we're, we're not even 36 months off a Super Bowl championship, doing things to a Super Bowl coach and not allowing him to do what he wants on his coaching staff, I think that's meddling. Maybe it's not overt meddling like Jerry Jones, but I think it's right. just as distasteful. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But, I mean, you also have to look at it from Doug's point of view. Um, yes, he did, he did win the Super Bowl and everything, but, like, you know, I, I still think, like, if he doesn't want to do something, like, I think he's also at that point where he can say, well, you know, maybe I'll do it a little bit, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna do the whole thing, you know. It, and, and it could be similar to the whole Jalen Hurts situation, which I'm sure will come up at some point, you know, where, like, maybe somebody's telling Doug, you know, you got to get Jalen Hurts in there more, and Doug's like, all right, well, I'll think about doing some other thing. I'll think about it and then, you know, still do bits and pieces. Another good segue. We will shift here, Martin, to the actual football game of the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, one of the things uh, that stuck out to me this week, I was looking at Aaron Rodgers' numbers, and and they're brilliant, as they usually are. Uh, (laughs) You have to go back to that 2017 season. Think about this, Martin. Aaron Rodgers has thrown a total of 16 interceptions since 2017. He's got four this season, 33 touchdowns. Carson Wentz has 15 <laughs> through 11 games this season. Is this the week you would pull the trigger? Obviously, the Eagles aren't going to do it. They're not going to start Jalen Hurts. But if we have another bad, say, first half, even first quarter, is it time for Jalen Hurts? Um, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, let's say you're down 24 nothing at the half. Wentz has thrown another, you know, interception, maybe lost a fumble or two, and, you know, they can't get the running game going. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I would think, you know, what do you have to lose? I mean, the reason they might not have done it before this is because, you know, they're, they were up until this past week in first place in the NFC East. I mean, and, Technically, even if they lose Sunday, I mean they they would still they could still be within a half a game. If you look at you know who the other 
AFC, uh, NFC East teams are playing this weekend. I mean, I don't think any of them are going to win. Yeah, it's know? a tough. It's a tough week for the NFC East this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think one's got the Steelers, one's got the Ravens, and the other one's Giants have the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, and obviously yeah, so, the Eagles I mean, have the Packers. You know, technically, all, all four teams lose on Sunday. The Eagles are still a half game back going into the game against, uh, you know, home game against the Saints. So, you know, I think like if I think you asked this actually maybe a couple weeks ago when you asked Doug, uh, you know, if there was a team running away with with the NFC East, would you have gone to earlier? And yeah, he, he didn't really like answer it, but I think the answer would be yes. I mean, you know, and especially now that you're in December, I think, you know, if you're behind 21 nothing or 24 nothing to Green Bay at halftime and the offense isn't doing anything, then, yeah, I would definitely consider pulling, pulling the plug. All right, Martin, before we get to the break, one last thing, and it kind of relates, we'll shift gears towards the Packers and how good they've been, but one of the things you mentioned, they have the number one scoring offense in the NFL normally 32, just under 32 points per game. And the Eagles are one of two teams that haven't scored 30 points this season, the other being the New York Jets. So that's not good. It seems to me if you're going to beat the Packers, and they're beatable, they've lost three times, you got to score points to do it. Can the Eagles put up 30 points? Maybe Zach Ertz helps. Are they even capable of doing that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's another question. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Like, isn't the high they scored like 29 against the Steelers, which obviously a good defensive team also. But, um, you know, if if the Eagles are going to win this game, I think they have to find a way to keep Green Bay under 30 in order to have a chance. And, you know, that's going to be a tough call too. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that defense and, and that hurdle uh, they have after the break here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Uh, more with Martin Frank of DelawareOnline.com. Stay tuned, South Jersey. Are you a sports better looking to make some extra cash this holiday season? PropSwap is your answer. Betters all over the country are using PropSwap to profit on their sports betting skills. Last month, Dave from New Jersey made $12,000 on PropSwap simply by buying and selling tickets. PropSwap makes it easy to sell your bets to one of their thousands of buyers across the country. Go to PropSwap.com. That's P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com. Or download the PropSwap app to get started. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive 
We do not charge a fee. Let Val Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Welcome back to the program, Extending the Play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, the Eagles Packers Edition uh, 2020. Uh, and the 2019 version uh, was not bad. That was arguably the best, most balanced offensive game the Eagles had last season. Uh, did a wonderful job. It was a late game. Craig James heroics. Can they do it again? Uh, to discuss that, we bring back our buddy Martin Frank from DelawareOnline.com, the Wilmington News Journal. Um, Martin uh, that was, to me, the Eagles' best, at least most balanced offensive game uh, last season. 
I, I've seen no evidence of a sequel to be able to do that. But I will say this. The defense, you mentioned they're going to have to hold the Packers under 30 points. The defense has been playing well. I don't think anybody's noticed because of the soap opera on the other side of the football. But yeah. look up. The Eagles have a top-10 defense. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. They're actually not that bad. I mean, you know, they're – their strategy of, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback has, has worked. I mean, they're second, I believe, in in sacks. And they're, um, you know, the corner, the secondary's done, you know, a pretty decent job. I mean, if you take away D.K. Metcalf last week, I mean, the second the secondary's been really good this year. And, so, and yeah. If you listen to Jim Swartz's explanation on that, it actually made some sense. I, I mean, they did shut down other things with the Seahawks. I, I thought going into the game, the bigger issue would have been Tyler Lockett because that guy is an underrated receiver. He's more well-rounded than DK Metcalf. And I said, well, how how is Avante Maddox and Nikel Roby Coleman going to keep up with that guy? So I kind of liked Jim's explanation, and now that we move forward to Green Bay, I think it's even more difficult because you have Devontae Adams, you have Aaron Jones who can run the football, you have maybe the best left tackle in the game in David Bakhtiari, and obviously you have the best quarterback, at least in my estimation, one of the best of all time. Um, If you were to take something away, (laughs) I just gave you a big plate there, Martin. And you are Jim Swartz and said, okay, this guy's going to get his. What are, what are you trying to take away this week? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, the, the difference is, I mean, I guess Devontae Adams would be, would be the answer. I mean, if, you, if you compare him to, um, to D.K. Metcalf, I mean, D.K. is 6'4", 250 pounds, and he grew up in – pretty much anything. Devontae Adams is more of, you know, Darius Slay's size. Now, there's a point of concern that uh, Slay is considered questionable for the game, you know, with the calf injury. So, you know, he's not 100%. That could be an issue, too. Um, But the thing about, you know, you can't really pressure Aaron Rodgers. He's only been sacked like 11 times all year. Um, He gets rid of the ball really, really quickly, and, you know, if any any kind of pressure gets near him, you know, he's dumping the ball off to Aaron Jones or, you know, going to one of his receivers or, you know, a slant or whatever. So it's really hard to get Aaron Rodgers off his game, and, you know, the running, the running game is, you know, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly effective, but it's underrated. People don't really take that into account as much because of Aaron Rodgers receivers that he has, but, you know, on Aaron Jones, so, yeah, I mean, I guess you got to start with Devontae Adams and just, you know, hope that Rodgers is kind of off his game a little bit. Yeah, and one of the things, and I ran this by Rich earlier in the show, and I'm going to run it by you now. We're talking with Martin Frank uh, from DelawareOnline.com, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Martin, um, We've, we've talked about Carson Wentz and not having playmakers. You know, if you go back to the draft, uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy uh, when the Packers took Jordan Love in the first round. Now he's in a different stage of his career, so 
it's a different set of hurdles, obviously, as a guy who's whatever, 37, I think, right now. Um, they have to start thinking about the future. But from his perspective, uh, he was, he essentially said, we're close to the Super Bowl. Let's go get playmakers. They didn't do that for him. But, you know, and I bring up, I, I brought up Robert Tunyon, the tight end. I, I mean, yeah. he does this every year where he turns guys you've never heard of into impactful players. Why can't the Eagles do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, and I don't really have the answer for that. I don't really know. Um, you know, if you look at the situation, you, you mentioned, you know, them drafting Jordan Love in the first round and everything, and Rodgers not having a great reaction to it. Well, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, and, you know, we're not having the conversation of should Jalen Hurts be playing if Carson Wentz is having the same kind of season that Aaron Rodgers So whether Aaron Rodgers used that as motivation, whether he just, you know, found another gear and kicked it in, um, it's, it's hard to say. But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers took a situation that could have been damaging to his psyche and possible future and turned it into probably his best season of his career. Yeah, I, I mean, I Aaron plays like Aaron to me, but he has seemed to embrace uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, and, and is, I, I think he, he freelanced uh, a little bit more under Mike McCarthy, uh, but man, he's always he's always been great, and, and I look at Carson Wentz, and I look at this regression, and you know, we got to talk uh, uh, to Aaron Moorhead yesterday, Martin, uh, and he mentioned Jalen Rager was due for a big game. Now, I, I, I look at these corners on the opposite side, and, and Jair Alexander is arguably the best cover corner in football, uh, and then King as well on the other side is good. Chandon Sullivan, our old friend, is the nickelback, um, and, and you can do some damage against him, but uh, how, how do the Eagles have a big game from their wide receivers against this group? Is it even possible? Um, well, I mean, we haven't really seen much evidence so far this season that the Eagles wide receivers have a good game against anybody. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, if Jalen Rager is, in fact, getting better every week and is due for a breakout game, I mean, this would be the game to do it, you know. Maybe you, you get them, you know, you give them the ball in space more, you know, you have them do some slants, um, you know, some quick slants, maybe try to get them, you know, in space and let them run. Because like you mentioned, you know, Alexander and King are probably as good cover cornerbacks as you're going to see. And you got to find a way to, you know, let the wide receivers make plays, and maybe that's the way to do it, you know, the underneath stuff, uh, you know, the quick jet sweep, something like that. Get him the ball and let him run. You know, get some yards after the catch, that type of thing. And uh, Mike Pettin, obviously, is the defensive coordinator for the Packers. Uh, everybody knows him from the area. North Penn, his dad at, uh, I guess, CB West. But um, uh, the other issue I see with that Packers defense is Darius Smith. Now, he's dealing with a bit of an ankle injury, but – He's that type of bed rusher that they 
kind of move from side to side depending on the matchup they like. And obviously the matchup they like could be at left tackle with Jordan Mailata or right tackle with Jack Driscoll. Uh, very inexperienced tackles against a player like that. And we know Carson Wentz's sack numbers are bordering on historic, that they get closer to that historic. Are we going to see another six-sack game or something like that? Um, it's it's very possible. I mean, you know, these are, you know, you're looking at the right tackle and Jack Driscoll and you're looking at the left tackle and Jordan Maylotta have very limited experience. I mean, Maylotta's never played until this year and Driscoll's a rookie and, you know, he started two games and the Eagles as a whole were looking at their 11th line combination in 12 games. I mean, you know, Mike Penn's a smart guy. He's going to find the best match up for, you know, his guys, the Darius Smith especially, and, you know, he's going to take advantage of whatever kind of weakness he sees. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, remember, this is only the second game of Jason Peters' career at, at right guard, and, you know, you got Isaac Samalo, he's back like his third his third game. I mean, basically, the only guy you can really rely on is Jason Kelsey. So, yeah, it could be a tough, another tough, game for Carson Wentz as far as finding time and finding receivers and, and that's kind of been a problem all year I mean as bad as he's playing and you mentioned the regression you can definitely make a case that there are legitimate reasons for that I mean you know I think any quarterback playing behind that line and, and with the kind of youth at, at wide receiver would struggle you know to some extent maybe even Aaron Rodgers so, yeah this is uh... you know, not all on Carson no, it certainly isn't, and I think that's the biggest thing you can point to. This will be game number 12. This will be the 11th offensive line group for the Eagles this season, which is just stunning. It's unbelievable. But before we let you go, uh, and this is Martin Frank, follow him uh, on Twitter at mfrankNFL. Read him at DelawareOnline.com. He's one of the best in the business covering the birds. Uh, before you get out of here, Martin, Final score, is there a path to victory for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, I'm not I'm not seeing it. Um, my prediction, my score prediction was uh, Packers 33 to 20. I mean, I think the Eagles are going to, like, you know, the, one thing they always try really hard, I mean, they haven't given up on Peterson. They haven't given up on, you know, on, on what he's doing and stuff, you know, but they're just not good enough. Um A wise man. They're just not good enough. Martin Frank, uh, DelawareOnline.com. Always appreciate it when you stop by. Uh, and check out Martin's coverage again of Packers Eagles at DelawareOnline.com. After the break, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. More extending the play. It'll be Eagles Intel with Rich Q and Johnny Mac. Sports better looking to make some extra cash this holiday season? PropSwap is your answer. Betters all over the country are using PropSwap to profit on their sports betting skills. Last month, Dave from New Jersey made $12,000 on PropSwap simply by buying and selling tickets. PropSwap makes it easy to sell your bets to one of their thousands of buyers across the country. Go to PropSwap.com. 
That's P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com or download the PropSwap app to get started. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Dr. Charles McCabe is on a mission to eliminate back pain while helping each individual achieve optimum wellness right here in the Delaware Valley. I was in such pain that I couldn't even walk. I would go to sleep and I would literally pull my hair from the pain. Since the day we came in here, I felt like I was in a place where they really care for people. It's not just a number. Do you have a bulging disc or herniated disc causing you back pain? Have you been told you need surgery? It doesn't have to be that way. Many of Dr. McCabe's patients with these same disc problems have found relief with his treatment. Do this. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com and find out your options. Stop suffering from back pain now. CherryHillDiscCenter.com When I came here, we started, my pain level was 10, of course. As weeks went by, my pain level dropped. As of today, my pain level is zero. If they take care of you, they make sure this is good for you. Stop suffering from back pain due to disc problems. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com. CherryHillDiscCenter.com. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Home stretch of the program, extending play AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, and that means it's the Eagles Intel segment with my buddy Rich Q. Uh, and hey, we got to talk about uh, play calling Gates. We got—I I mean, that is the overriding. I'm glad. Theme. I'm glad you've taken to that now. Should we yeah. hashtag it? Play uh, calling. We should. I—I I mean, it, it's silly. I, I've said it's silly. It's about personnel. It's about execution. But it's a big deal. I mean, people really latch on to this, and I think, in a lot of ways, it's a perfect example of why you shouldn't latch on to it because so many fans are out there killing Doug Peterson for his play calling and saying how bad it is, and they don't even know he's not calling the plays in the second half against the Seahawks. And then conversely, we're killing him, but we're also real. And I'm one of them. I'm critical of it. And, you know, other things come to light this week, as we know. But the plays that are being called, whoever's calling them, 
ultimately they're still not being executed, exactly. which ultimately goes to lack of talent, which falls on GM slash. Well, well I and, should say the and owner the one as thing, well. if you want to criticize, I, I would say there's plenty of, of room to criticize the coaching staff. But where I criticize the coaching staff is not getting these players up to speed. The one, the ones who do have talent. You can argue Jalen Rager would be the perfect example of that. You can argue they should have taken Justin Jefferson. I think you know that's pretty evident right now. But it's everything's Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, everything, everything's hindsight. Although I said it the night of the draft, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, for Jalen Rager, what what I'm trying to say is, if you're a first round pick in the NFL, you have talent. Right. You have talent. So at that point, it becomes, what do you do with that talent? Sure. And a lot of and a lot of that is the coaching you get, also work ethic and things like that, and what you do on your own. But I look at a Jalen Rager, and I look at that Seattle game, and, and the Eagles are in the red zone, and they got a perfect play call dialed up for a Jamal Adams blitz, a wide receiver screen right behind where he's yep. coming from, and Jalen Rager doesn't know the play call and just runs a completely different route. Plays blown up. People say, what kind of play call is that? It's a good play call. I wasn't executed. But then you take it to the next step, Rich. Why wasn't it executed? Is it because Rager's not doing his job, not doing his work? Or is it because the coaching staff doesn't have him up to speed in game 11 of a season? And that, to me, is where there's legitimate room for criticism. If if you have a quarterback that has been under duress and he's taking a boatload of hits, and we talked about it, Martin Frank brought it up, we've documented it, 46 sacks. You've said this over the years, you don't want to get yourself in a David Carr situation where he was sacked 76 times yeah. as a rookie, which is unheard of. Aaron Rodgers would have to play five more years <laughs> with his 11 sacks a year to even uh, reach those numbers. I, I guess the question is, don't you also have to do something if that offensive line is consistently collapsing, your quarterback's under address, where you might have to try to run the ball a little more, where you might have to try to roll them out a little more? To me, that doesn't always have to fall on player personnel. I mean, I just think there has to be some type of loyalty to the run, maybe loyalty, uh, almost arrogance to where we're going to roll him out consistently. I, I mean, just implement yeah, I, that a I little mean, more. You know, people have said that, and the Eagles certainly, and Doug has said he could probably do it a little bit more than he has. So I, I do think there is something to do, uh, something uh, to that, and, and Carson Wentz seems comfortable with it. But I, I will say, and you look at that, I mean, that 46 number looks awful. But then you start breaking that down and you say, okay, this is the NFL, man. 2.4 seconds or less, ball's got to come out. Fair point. And so many of those sacks are, are three, three and a half seconds, four seconds, uh, where Carson is just hanging on to the football. So everything is sort of married and coupled with something else and dependent on something else. And a lot falls on the shoulders of the quarterback. And uh, you you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You could have the greatest pass rush in the world. You ain't getting to him. You might get to him at a big spot on occasion, but he understands he's got that internal clock. 
ball's got to be out at I, a certain point. And I think that's that's the X factor with him, and I think that's the difference tomorrow. I just think he's got too many toys, too many weapons to play with. The last thing you want to do is try to go up and down the field with Green Bay because the Eagles' offense is not built to score 28-31. They're just not. No, they they're aren't. Ju- they're just not. They're a 17-21. to 21. Maybe you have an aberration. Maybe you have that game where – they explode early, and you get that 30-point, 20. It's, I don't believe that's going to happen tomorrow. No, they had 29 against Pittsburgh, which turned into kind of a shootout. So, uh, you know, maybe see a little bit of life there. I think Zach Ertz being back helps a little bit. But then again, I say, does Zach even want to be out there? Uh, I, I think he's already got his eyes on the grass being greener on the other side in a different city next season. Which goes, we hate to say it, Business decisions. Yeah, business decisions at this point. You know, the curveball to that, Rich, though, is the NFC East, and we've been talking about it all year on this show. And Martin mentioned it. I mentioned it. You know it. Giants are going into Seattle. They don't have a quarterback. (laughs) Washington Uh, is going in to face an undefeated football team. And Dallas is playing Baltimore on a Tuesday, and Baltimore's fighting for its life, and they're getting COVID players back. Each and every day, I, I look at this week as an 4 and we're going to be going back. We're going to reboot this thing next week wash. and say same thing. The Eagles are going to be a half game out of first place. Can they beat New Crazy. Orleans? That's twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty in the NFC East, and the Eagles are in it until they're not in it. And my estimation is, play Carson Wentz until you're out of it. I at this point. I'm not. I'm not going to double down to what. Uh, but again, it. They're not going anywhere. No, no, well, I mean, that, that's uh, true. They're just not. A couple weeks ago, I was screaming at the mountaintop, get to the playoffs, so you can get him some playoff experience. Yeah, that's which the I think only was, reason I say. Yeah, it, and now it's just like, man, you really is just wow. And knock on wood, hopefully they just complete the season because. And this is something. Hopefully, maybe we'll talk during the week on my show. Um, uh, with you is, you know, the, the NFL, w- with everything going on with COVID now, I, I, I don't know how you do not go to a bubble. I know it's a conversation for another day, but, man, I'll tell you, they're hell or high water. They're going to get their, they're gonna get their 16 weeks in and uh, their they playoffs are. and their Well, Super they've Bowl. proven it, and they don't care who plays. Kendall Hilton, Denver, no quarterback. Go out there and play. Uh, you know, interesting, if that happened to the Eagles, they'd probably be in a good spot with Greg Ward, who was a star at the University of Houston, but... Uh, yeah, that's. I think the NFL will go to a bubble-like format, but the bubbles will be individual bubbles. Teams will shut down in, in, in hotels and things like that, playoff right. teams. But they're going to play hell or high water. TV rights fees, buddy, you know. Uh, I, I, absolutely. And, it, <laughs> you know, you keep saying the bubble, and it, it always comes back to Seinfeld. The bubble boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Eagles might need a bubble tomorrow. I think they get waxed. Yeah. I, uh, th- Eagles, I think this you know, is a 35 to 10 type of game. The Eagles more, look more like the Moops than the Moors. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your Seinfeld <laughs> reference for the day. Uh, but, uh, it, 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 uh, you know, we're talking about I have the Packers. You have. To, I said it earlier in the show, Rich. You have to outscore them to win. You have to. And the Eagles are not capable of that. I got the Packers winning, thirty-one to twenty. Thirty-one to twenty. I'm going thirty-five to ten. I think Rodgers just lights it up. Um, they have too many weapons, and and this might be the game where you actually, if it's that bad, 
late third quarter, early fourth, and they're down. I even hate to say 24 or something like that because the way the NFL is and the way Doug is, he is just not going to put that kid in. No, and he should, and he should to this point. But uh, we have run out of time. And another edition of Extending the Play in the Can. Listen to Rich every Tuesday and Wednesday on Back Your Play. I'll be there, what, Tuesday at 420 with Rich? Yeah, football on the football 20s. Football on the 20s. Working on getting that sucker sponsored. Every <laughs> night, Monday to <the laughs> Friday with The Fix with Ryan Rothstein here on AM the 1490. Plenty of Johnny Mac. And, and we'll be back next Saturday. Rich Q and I on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Until then, keep extending that play. play. With John McMullen on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Today's program was sponsored by the Malamet Law Office. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.